episode of Marketing, Management, and Money. I am your host, Ethan Migliori. And I'm your host, Ryan Murray. So, Ryan, today I'm going to probably act a little bit more like a moderator for this episode, if that's okay. I feel like I'm already in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) You are, (laughs) because we're going to talk about a pretty tough subject, and I know your background is very well-versed in this, so that's why I want to take a little bit more of a moderator role versus maybe a co-host in this one. And, oh, and I think it will okay. make sense as we go on. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think our, it will make more sense for our listeners and they'll get more out of it. So today we want to talk about cash flow mm. versus income and profit and loss statements and, and what the difference is. And so in the beginning, I think it's important that we need to establish what a cash flow is and what the difference is between that and an income statement. Because if we don't establish that in the very beginning, the rest of the conversation is going to be hard or a little bit more challenging or frustrating for the listeners to follow along if if they don't have a good understanding of it as well. So why don't we take a minute? I'm going to look at you and say, okay, so what is some of those differences between a cash flow and a profit and loss so we can set the stage for the rest of the conversation? Yeah. So, um, and, and we've, we've talked about, you know, what we wanted to cover in this episode because there's so much that you can cover with cash flow. And as I was thinking about, you know, what, what are the key, you know, the key concepts or the key areas of confusion that need to be cleared up? Uh, one that really resonated with me is going to the financial statements themselves. And I believe this is where a lot of problems stem from is the way that entrepreneurs look at financial statements. So when you look at a profit and loss statement, it makes sense. Intuitively, it makes sense. I don't really spend a lot of time explaining the the income statement or the P&L, uh, which are all the same thing, by the way, to an entrepreneur. You know, they look at it and they're like, oh, okay, I start with sales, I take out expenses, and I have my profit. You know, and, and there are categories, like you might have a cost of goods sold or something like that, that, that's going to be a little bit of a distinction, but it's super easy to understand. And I think that's where a lot of the problem comes in is entrepreneurs are looking at that uh, P&L and they're automatically assuming that profits equal cash. And, and, and I'm, I'm still going to stay on the financials uh, here for a second. And I'm going to talk about the way that the balance sheet is laid out and why this is not intuitive. Uh, it requires some practice, you know, and, and you know, y- y- you think about things that, uh, you know, th- things that you do every single day that you think, oh, hey, that's super easy. But then when you see someone do something, you know, I, I picture like a magic trick, you, you know, you got a magician out there. And really, the the skill that the magician has is how smooth they are in doing something that isn't naturally smooth but they make it look like it's natural and the same thing with your balance sheet is like you got to be kind of that magician to where you're so comfortable with that balance sheet that you make it look natural even though you're not going to figure out a balance sheet just staring at it it doesn't intuitively make sense it doesn't follow the natural thought process of an entrepreneur and and, and let me get into why that is so the first issue that that I see is where is cash listed? Where's the line item of cash listed on a balance sheet? It's tucked in to the current assets, which is tucked into the asset section. So I've got a subcategory of a subcategory that is 
one of the most, you know, cash is king, but yet on the balance sheet, it looks like it's some obscure line item. It, it gets as much emphasis on a balance sheet as like office supplies get on the P&L. You know, it's like <laughs> it's just a line item. <laughs> and so, you know, so business owners are looking at this and they're just like, oh, OK, so I've got some cash in the bank. Cool. And, you know, I hear this expression all the time. Well, my balance sheet balances. Duh. <laughs> it, it has to. You know, your software is going to make it balance. Like that's not an accomplishment. That's just you know, what happens by default. And so I, I think the first bit of, of confusion is to realize that even though the cash line item is kind of hidden on the balance sheet, and when I say hidden, I mean, it's not hard to find, but there's no emphasis behind it. And, and so it's kind of hidden. It, it doesn't mean that it lacks importance. Uh, it's probably, you know, for startup entrepreneurs, cash is more important than profits, I would argue. You know, and uh, and then for seasoned businesses that have been around for for a while, you know, cash and profits are really what you want to measure, and they they both are are, are critical to the success of the business. So even though the profit line is this big old bold bottom of the you know like summary statement of the P and L, mm-hmm. and cash flow is kind of this obscure line item, they hold equal importance. So now let's jump um, from there and. Because we talked about the balance sheet, um, but let's talk about on the cash flow. You know, we look at different sources of revenue specifically and how it's flowing through that business. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you have you know your operating activities, which is just your general stuff that you're doing, your sales and things like that. We can get into some businesses depending on the nature of it. They might have some investing activities. Um, so on a business that may or may not show on a cash flow depending on the nature of the business. And then, of course, most uh, financial statements will show the financing activities or loans or equity or other things that it's coming from. So let's talk a little bit about those maybe in relationship to that cash flow mm-hmm. and and why why each one then affects the cash flow inside the company. Because, you know, in our junior, you know, we do a junior entrepreneur, you know, program that we do most summers. And, you know, you've been part of that. Mm-hmm. We've roped you into helping us with that a, a number of times. And when we talk about trying to help junior entrepreneurs understand cash flow versus just profit and loss, a lot of times we talk a little bit about like a credit card that it, if I put money on a credit card, I didn't really spend the money. So if I look at my bank account, I still have the 50 bucks, but it's hit, it's sitting out there as a liability against me. So, so all of a sudden, what do they do? Well, I got $50 in the bank. I buy more stuff, but all of a sudden that bill comes due on the credit card. And now I'm in trouble because I didn't understand that cash flow process. And that's how we kind of simplify it. But it's a, it's significantly more complex mm-hmm. when you're a full-fledged grown-up business. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I actually really appreciate that you brought in the credit card example because I want to run with that for just a second. And I know you get to play moderator, but we're going to flip the table mm-hmm. here for just a second because I'm going to ask you a few questions. Do you have your wallet with you right now? I do. Okay. How much cash do you have in your wallet right now? Not. Zero. Zilch. None. Z- zero <laughs> cash in your wallet. Okay. Does that concern you? I mean... No. Not one Not one bit. Yeah. It's nice, actually, because <laughs> I don't have to deal with paper falling out or how much do I actually have in there, counting it, knowing what's in there. So, so for me, right now in my wallet, I believe I have 40 bucks. 
you know, I, I, I keep, I keep a couple twenties usually. Well, good. You can buy lunch today. Exactly. <laughs> so th- th- there are some times where it's nice to have cash. And when mm-hmm. I say sometimes like every other month or something like that, yes. I don't even know how much cash I have in my wallet because I don't care because it comes up so infrequently. Right. So think about this for a second. You survive just fine without having cash in your wallet, on your person. Back in the day, before credit cards, before Venmo, before all of these digital ways of mm-hmm. you know dealing with money, people had to have cash. Now, you and I, we weren't born back then. You know, we <laughs> we've always had access to a credit card, right? And so I'm, I'm kind of speculating here for a second, but I imagine that the concept of cash flow in a business has become more difficult for entrepreneurs to understand because they deal less and less with cash. You know, we, we used to buy everything in cash. I remember my yeah. parents going on vacation and it was a big deal to get traveler's checks because they needed to have right. a way to pay for things, you know, when they were out of the country. And, and it, was, it was really kind of this, this big deal. And, you know, when, when I got old enough and I started traveling, I literally just called up my, uh, you know, my bank and I'm just like, hey, you know, this is where I'm, I'm going. I'm traveling. And- yeah, you know, and sometimes you mm-hmm. had to, you know, cover some exchange rates, but like it happens for you. You know, I, I, I was in Europe about three years ago and I didn't do anything special. I literally just walked around with my American credit card and I just swiped it. It did all the exchange rate for me. It did everything. Yeah. It was super easy, right? Yeah. And, and so... I think we've lost touch with cash. Yeah, this is a great insight because I I never thought about that. I mean, I just kind of grew up with cash, even though I don't use it anymore, mm-hmm. per se. But oh, I, so you're old enough that you grew up with cash? I'm not that old, but apparently you're pretty yeah, old. Yeah, well, I have a couple of years on you. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I. but you have to understand that credit cards and electronic funds have really just exploded in the last 10 years. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so and it depends where you are. I never made the connection that, that the younger generations, the the Ys and the Zs, probably don't even realize that cash exists. Well, I don't, I don't know. Some markets, you know, I you know, I was on a business trip recently down in um, Mexico City, mm-hmm. and they, they used a ton of cash, which was interesting. I, I couldn't use my credit card in some places. I actually had to go to find a bank and pull out cash because of the street vendors only took cash. Uh-huh. So I, in America, I know that it is, but other countries, not so much. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but that was a rude awakening for me because I, I hadn't carried cash for years. Yeah. And, and, and so my hypothesis is this idea that, okay, we don't use cash, so we don't think in terms of cash flow anymore. But your business still operates on cash. Whether you're using yeah, cash or not, your, your business is still operating on cash. And so the challenge is, is instead of just counting it up, you know, like my kids love to play Monopoly and mm-hmm. I hate that game because it always ends in tears. <laughs> Someone <laughs> is always crying at the end of Monopoly. I'm like, this is a bad game, yeah. guys, you know. But when you play Monopoly, there's something about just holding that fake money. And that's yeah. why the kids like it so much is they just like to accumulate that money and count that money and hold that money. It really does something to human nature, right? Well, in business, we pull that out. And uh, I so I'm going to deviate for just a second. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I um, 
I had an opportunity, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna state specifics because of security reasons. But I I had an opportunity to be the um, person who counted the vault of a bank, Ooh. and I was actually excited. I'm like, you mean to tell me I get to go inside of the vault and I get to count all the money? Like I was really excited to to do this. And they're like, yeah, you know, we, we we need you know we need to have it. It, it was done as part of an audit. Right. And, and so, um, I was, I was the external person, the person who had nothing to do, you know, with the bank. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, yeah, we, uh, periodically bring people in who don't know the system, don't know how we operate. And then they'll do, you know, accounting of it. And, and then we check it against our own records that, you know, just kind of helps keep it more accurate and, and honest. And I'm like, cool. I like this. Right. So I go inside of the vault and I'm in the vault and we start counting the money, you know, and everything's bundled. It's not like I'm sitting there going one, two, you know, everything's bundled. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm just counting the bundles and, um, the amount ended up being just over 400,000, which first off, I was shocked at how little that was. I'm like, really? There's not even half a mil, you know, I mean, like I, I was going into the bank. I expected to see a lot more money, you know, and so we're watching too many movies. I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, the amount was just over 400,000. And when I looked at it, it was small. Yeah. You know, like put I put it in I, a small briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could have, I could have taken my backpack and loaded that whole thing up. But, uh, so anyway, we've lost touch with cash. But the concept, the operation of cash is still prominent in our business. And so the only way that you're going to get good at cash as an entrepreneur is to practice. Like you have to spend time understanding cash and cash flow. And so that's going to be the first thing that I'm going to say is as an entrepreneur, like how much time do you spend? You know, think about it. If you want to learn the piano, you can listen to someone play a song, even a simple song. You know, you can listen to someone play a song and be like, oh, I could do that. And then all of a sudden you try and do it and like your fingers just won't move in the way that you want them to move until you put repetition behind it. There has to be repetition over and over and over again. The same thing as an entrepreneur. Like if you want to be good in business, you have to put repetition behind what you're doing. And all too often entrepreneurs are only putting the repetition behind their expertise you know, if, if they are really great at, uh, you know, I mean, we just did, uh, you know, a couple segments on negotiations, you know, if they're great at negotiations, they love getting in and negotiating with vendors and negotiating, you know, prices. And, 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 and so that's where they're comfortable, but they might be skipping over things that, you know, they're less comfortable with, but still need to be done. And so it's that repetition of cash flow, doing it over and over and over again, which we'll talk about what that actually means. But I kind of want to just well, hit on that point. Well, let, I think we had to jump into that. You know, every episode we always come short on time. So <laughs> I think we had to probably jump into that right now because if they need to understand, okay, why why am I going to look at cash flow? What is it going to tell me? the difference between that and my profit and loss. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to look for? What does it help me see? How do I use that? And I like this word to grow my business yeah. because that's what the whole point of everything we do is helping people to have stronger businesses so they'll grow and be more profitable. Yeah. So how do, how do they use that cash flow statement to grow their business? Okay. So first off, I'm going to back off of the term cash flow statement. Okay. Yeah, so fair enough. Cash flow statements are, are real. They're wonderful. But 
they confuse people. Yeah. We're, we're going to yeah. take it back to the basics here, okay? I want a cash flow number. And I would recommend looking at just an end-of-the-month number, right? You can do an end-of-the-week, but end-of-the-month tends to be a little bit more of a clean number because there's so many monthly expenses. You know, if you're paying rent, you're usually paying a monthly rent fee, a right. monthly utility fees, right. you know. So end-of-the-month tends to be a cleaner number. And I want literally just a number of a cash balance. So you're going to get to the end of the month, you're going to be like, okay, I've got $15,000 cash balance. And... You know, and by the way, if you just heard fifteen thousand dollars and you thought, "Wow, that's a really small number," good. You're you're a reasonable sized business. If you thought, "Wow, that's a big number," you're probably not carrying enough cash. Like, it's not uncommon for businesses to be carrying fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars of cash or cash equivalents. You know that they can have access right. to. Um, you know, so you can have a lot of money, and this is one thing. So I'm kind of talking to a little bit of the smaller businesses here. Uh, they tend to think that the amount of cash in their business is relative to the amount of cash in their personal lives. And, you know, if you're walking around, like you, you just went down to Mexico City, if you were carrying $15,000 with you in Mexico City, you'd probably be stressing out and thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to get mugged. I'm a target now. You know, right. like that's a lot of money for just someone to be walking around with. And we're not usually just making $15,000 purchases just on a whim. But as a business, you are. I mean, if you're running payroll and you've got any... That's right. You know, any sort of yeah. number of employees. When we're pairing a piece of equipment. Yeah, you know, like like we're really dealing in tens of thousands, if not larger quantities of cash flow. Okay. So don't be shocked by the big number. It It's all relative. If you're, if you're really running, you know, if you got high sales, you're going to need high cash flow. You know, I, I was talking to a business the other day that, uh, you know, they were nervous because they were getting below a hundred thousand dollars in cash. They're just like, yeah, I don't know. I've only, you know, I, I don't like dipping below a hundred thousand in cash. And to them, that's what they needed to run their business. And, and so, and I, for me, the rule of thumb <clears throat> is whatever it takes my business to operate for three to four months, that's the base. I have to at a minimum have that amount in cash mm -hmm. handy. Now, I like to see closer to six months, but I think you're right when it says it depends a little bit on the company. But if, if someone's out there wondering, well, how much is really appropriate? At a base, three to four months of, of what your operational cash flow is or your operational expenses is probably the base that you need to have and then building from there. Can I add one piece yeah. to that? Yeah, so operational expenses, absolutely, that's on the P&L side. Also look at your current liabilities over uh, on correct. the balance Yeah, thank sheet, you for that. You know, and Good so uh, you did describe it correctly, but just making sure that people are not only looking at their operational expenses, because you said, what does it take to run your business? Well, that's both operational expenses and current liabilities. Yeah. Great clarity. Okay, so, you know, I just grabbed some arbitrary number, $15,000 in cash, right? And so we're looking at this $15,000 in cash, and um, what I'm saying is, you know, if that's my end of the month balance and that's what I have, you know, sitting in the bank, then I want to also look at what is my end of month inventory, what is my end of month receivables, and what is my end of month profit. And so I'm trying to, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm trying to see how these correlate. I, I, I want to see the, you know, 
what happens to my cash when my inventory changes? What happens to my cash when my receivables change? What happens to my cash when my profits change? And, and just get familiar with Don't try and force anything. Don't try and change anything. Try and understand those relationships. And I see a lot of businesses, especially on the profit side, everyone thinks profits are up, cash is up. Like, <laughs> well, and that's, matter of fact, we ought to use that as an example since you're kind of touching on that is why don't you talk about to help them understand what you mean to understanding the relationship of those it sells to cash because, or sells to profit, but generally cash mm-hmm. because sales and cash generally have an inverse relationship if mm-hmm. that company's in a growth stage. So, I mean, and this is a real simple one to share that, um, that helps people understand, okay, wait, I need to be looking at that. So talk it for a minute about that. Okay. So let's, let's get basic here for a second and then let's get into a little bit more complex. If your sales are growing, your cash is suffering. You know, just that, that's, that's the rule of thumb. And so just understand, and oh my gosh. You have to explain that because that's so <laughs> counterintuitive. If, I, my, if I'm making more money in sales, I should have more cash. Yeah, yeah if I'm making so, more money, I should have more money. So, how, you know, there's people out there going, you're an idiot. No way. So, <laughs> but it's absolutely true. This is a, so, a time and tested fundamental in business. Yeah. So, so the first thing that I'm going to say be, before we get into explaining it is I'm going to talk about this concept here. Everyone goes and sets their sales goal. You know, there's like, what are we going to do in sales this year? And they, they want to grow sales by, you know, 10% or, you know, 20% or 30%, you know, whatever. They, they want to have this sales growth goal. And in that goal, no one ever takes the time to calculate the cash impact. And it's 100% a calculation. This is not a guesstimation or an assumption. It is a calculation. Literally, if you tell me what percent growth you want to see in sales, I can tell you exactly what you will need to support it based on your cash flows, right? Yes. And, and, and so this is not guesswork. This is not assumptions. This is calculations. So the first thing that I want to say is if you're going with a sales goal, if you're trying to get sales growth, know that that's going to put pressure on the cash flow. So let's explain why, right? Cash is a flow. And the easiest way to look at this is to look at rivers that flow, okay? Rivers flow into, you know, I'm going to say reservoirs. I, I, I know they flow a lot of places, but we're going to talk about <laughs> rivers that flow into reservoirs, right? So you got the dam that's holding back the water and you're collecting the water, usually to, you know, provide irrigation options, to, you know, provide uh, you know, water to communities. And, and so they're storing that, that water, if you think about the flow of the river, is the flow of the river going to determine how much water is in the reservoir? No. It's going to, over time, influence it. So that flow ultimately will impact that. But I could have, you know, I, I could have floodwaters coming down, you know, so the river mm-hmm. is flooding, but the reservoir is actually low because of, you know, previous droughts. Or I could have just a trickle, you know, it's the end of the summer, and so there's not a high water flow. Right. I could have a trickle coming in, but the reservoir is completely full because 
because of previous water that has flowed into it. So there's not a direct correlation, immediate direct correlation between the amount of water in the reservoir and the flow coming into it. It takes time for that reservoir to fill up and it takes time for that reservoir to drain out. Same thing in your business, right? So, you know, the the cash flow is saying, how quickly is this moving through your business? And, you know, what's affecting the cash flow? The two big ones are going to be receivables, accounts receivables, and inventory. And, and basically what you're looking at here is you're saying, how long does it take me to get paid? You know, that's receivables. You know, right. so if, if I sell someone something and then I give them terms, I give them 30 days to pay, you know, is it taking me 30 days to, to collect on that? You know, if I am, uh, you know, selling inventory, how long is that sitting on the shelf? Right. You know, is it going to sit on the shelf for, for 45 days, for 50 days? You know, hopefully you're not selling fresh produce at this point. But, <laughs> you know, like it, it's that amount of time. So if I've got 30 days that it takes me to get paid and I've got 50 days that it takes me to sell my inventory, that's 80 days that I'm without cash. Well, what happened during that 80 days? I got to make payroll. I got to pay rent. I got to fix my equipment. You know, we kind of hit on some of these things. Yeah. And so during that period of time, I got 80 days that I've got to have cash. Well, where did that cash come from? It came from previous sales. Right. I, I, I can't grab it today. You know, like the reservoir concept. Like, where's the water that I'm, you know, irrigating my, my fields in August with? Well, it came from snowmelt that happened back in March. Right. You know, and, and, and so that's, that's what's happening with cash flow is it's very seasonal. And depending on your business, you might have a short season, you might have a long season. And if you deal with the government, uh, and I, I'm only speaking for the U.S. government, I imagine there are some governments out there that are probably significantly worse. But if you deal with the government you're at least 90 to 120 days before you're going to get paid from some of these agencies. They're yeah. horrible. You know, so if you're doing government contracts, just plan on you got to have a lot of cash to support that, you know. And so there's a lot wrapped up in this and 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 I'm going to I'm going to let you kind of unpack some of the stuff that I've been talking about just to just to keep it clean, but there was a lot wrapped up in 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 some of those concepts there. Well, it you know, cash flow is never simple. I mean, we could probably do 10 different episodes, you know, just cutting little pieces out here and there. But, you know, the, the thing that I love to explain to most people about cash flow is that when you understand the cash flow for your business and how it affects what that seasonality, as you mentioned, or the cycles are, when you understand that, see, too many people make what I call technical decisions for their business, not transformational Okay. okay. Or transitional. Okay. And the idea, if you want to grow, you can't make necessarily technical decisions. You need to be making transformational, but the problem with transformational, they're a little bit more vague. See, transitional means if, if I, if I need to, if I'm an, if I'm an, uh, I'm trying to think of, well, let's, let's use a, a sports analogy. If, if I'm playing basketball, making a basket is, is a, is just, a technical, just shooting a basket is doing that. However, if I need to make so that I'm a more complete player and it's more transformational, I, I can't just shoot a basket. I got to learn defense. Mm -hmm. I got to learn offensive strategies. Okay. I've got to learn clock management. Okay. Well, those little things are sometimes harder to manage. Well, the beauty of, of cash flow is that 
There's some side of it that's technical, but it allows your business to be transformational. That's how we learn to make the growth because now we understand a component of our business that allows us to grow because we're better utilizing our cash instead of suffering because we think sales are great and then we can't figure out why we have no cash and we can't make payroll. Well, because we've been investing it all back into inventory to sell it because we're selling too fast and all of a sudden I can't make payroll because we're investing it back in buildings and equipment and things like that, that now we're caught off guard. Well, mm. if I would have known and understood that from the beginning and applied you know, a few calculations as you had mentioned, I wouldn't have been in that position. I would have controlled my growth so we stayed healthy versus just running like crazy thinking this is amazing and the next thing I know, I, I, we're suffering as a company and we can't figure out why. Yeah. So, you know, we're, uh, we're just about out of time here and I would like to wrap up with a, a couple guidelines that you can use to let you know if you actually understand cash flow or not. Great. So if you, if you can do these couple of things, you're good. If you cannot do these couple of things, it means that you need to learn how to do these things. You're not, you're not well-versed in cash flow. You're not actually correctly managing the financial side of your business. So the first one, and, and we're actually just reviewing stuff that we talked about, but I'm going to reiterate here. The first one is we talked about that cash cushion. You know, uh, you, you said that you like to see, you know, what, what was it, six months that, uh, that you like to see? That's the ideal, uh, at a minimum three to four maybe, but six is ideal. Yeah. So this is what I'm going to say, you know, litmus test number one. Can you calculate how much you need per month for cash flow and can you extrapolate whether you need three months, four months, six months, you know, if the answer is yes, if you know how to, it's a calculation. Again, this is not a guess. So if you're, if you're making estimates, then you don't understand cash flow well enough, you know, so this is a calculation. So can you sit down in your company and run the calculation of number one, how much does it cost you per month in cash to operate? And number two, how many months do you need in your business? Because every business is a little bit different, right? So how many months yes. do you need in your business of cash flow to, to, to make that work? Okay. So that, that's the first, uh, you know, kind of the first test that, that I would say that, that I'm going to look at uh, to see if I understand cash flow. The second test is take your current sales and increase them by any percentage, any percentage. You know, I would recommend 10% because it's just a nice round number. Increase your sales by 10% and then tell me what that calculates down to in additional cash that you now need to run your company. If you can't do that calculation, so those two calculations. So can you calculate your, your cash cushion on a monthly basis and how many months you need? And can you calculate what a 10% increase of sales will do to your cash flow in your business. If you cannot do those two calculations, then you don't understand cash flow. And that's the, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, get after people and be like, "Ah, you don't understand cash flow." But I'm saying that's a a point to be like, "Oh, I should probably learn cash flow." You know, like I don't let my kids drive unless they understand how the gas works and how the brake works. If they can't figure out what the brake pedal does, I'm not going to be like, ah, you know what? It's okay. Just 
get in the car and you know, you'll eventually figure it. No, I, I put them through driver's education and I say, okay, you have to take this class. You have to learn what you're doing. And so it's the same thing with your business. Why should I let you run a business if you can't give me these two calculations? And if you're completely lost, you're like, I don't even know where to start. Then it's like, okay, that's a good indication that you need to spend more time, you know, um, like on your business, not in your business. Don't be stuck down in the trenches. You're the owner. You're the, you know, the CEO, the entrepreneur, you're the founder. You got to be the one who is looking at all these things. Let your employees be down in the trenches. You know, so anyway, those are the two things. That's what I'm going to say is, you know, if, if you can do those two things, you're actually doing really well. You understand your cash flow. You can always do better. You can always learn more. You know, I still study a, a lot and try and figure out, hey, what's actually happening, you know, but, but that, that, that's how I would kind of wrap up the whole, the whole cash flow concept. And, and I'll just put in one last plug is be careful to just allow your accountant to continue to give you those numbers. We do a so, whole episode on uh, that no, right we, there. In every financial one, we put this shameless plug in that it's important that you understand it as Ryan has uh, just preached down your throat. Don't 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 rely on your accountant for that. It it's uh, too many businesses are crippled by that. I think there comes a point in time, but maybe you can, but in the beginning, do not. So, with that, thank you. I hope that uh, that shared a little bit more on cash flow. Um, we probably ought to maybe schedule something out in the future to maybe go in more detail because this is such a, a great subject. And the more you understand it, the, the easier it is to grow a business, uh, understanding the cash flow that's going through your company. So with that, everyone, we want to thank you for being with us today. I'm here on Marketing Management and Money. We appreciate uh, all of our faithful listeners out there, and uh, we hope that we're bringing you great value and content uh, to our podcast. So with that, any last things you want to put in, Ryan? Thanks for indulging me and letting me talk <laughs> about finance. Love it. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, everyone. Take control of your business today. Go to learndesk.us and search marketing management and money for the small business insights you've always wanted. Be sure to stay tuned for new episodes on the first and third Wednesdays of every month and make sure to subscribe to be notified when we release bonus content such as interviews and short discussions.